Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Get ready for one of the greatest episodes ever in the history of the Brothers Brandt stories. Episode 43, Oregon Ducks. Uh, episode 42 was, was great. Oregon State, Beavers talked all about that we're on our west coast sports road trip 10 games 10 days friday we were at oregon state beavers game saturday we're at the oregon ducks versus the utah utes which is a fox sports uh nationally televised game because both teams were ranked so this is a big deal on saturday and this is probably the one of the most absurd stories rick and i have and it's going to keep us laughing till the day we're dead um it's just so epic so uh rick let's talk about friday morning and jump into it because friday night we went to corvallis we went to oregon state and now uh on friday morning we woke up at like the crack of dawn at like six thirty-seven, drove down to eugene oregon which is duck country, University of Oregon. And we're decked out in our Oregon duck swagger. And Rick, paint the scene in the parking lot leading up to our our self-guided tour. Rob, it would be my honor and my privilege to do so. We had a phenomenal time on our West Coast journey going to 10 games in 10 days. Ladies and gentlemen out there, all you listeners, it is not easy to coordinate a trip of this magnitude. It took a tremendous amount of work and planning. Um, We had to reach out, well, we didn't have to, but we did, and that's what made our trip so memorable, was we reached out to different people at different organizations and front offices and athletic departments. And our whole goal was to build rapport, create a relationship with somebody so that when we arrived, 
we were greeted with open arms. And I can confidently say that no other trip and no other specific team will ever live up to the Oregon Ducks and our main man, Andy, in that athletic department. Because Rob, you and I put in a lot of time and effort to touch base with Andy, introduce ourselves, make him aware of our epic journey we were on. And when we arrived, the man exceeded expectations. But before we got a chance to meet him, like you said, we rolled up early Friday morning. I'm talking the crack of dawn. We had our Oregon Ducks swag on, and we were ready to make our own tour of the campus, the athletic facilities, before our scheduled tour with Andy. So Rob, take it away. Give the listeners a little nugget for how this morning got started. Okay. I wanted you to do that, but then you went on a tangent and started talking about Andy, so now you're bringing it back to me. Gladly we'll take care of it. I'll be remiss if the listeners aren't watching our IGTV. Um, you know, I'm rocking the Oregon swagger. You got the Oregon State Beaver action going on right now. Loving it. Dressing the part. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are at um, uh, the University of Oregon. We're outside their stadium. And this stadium is unreal, okay? We're, we might get into it in a little bit, but Phil Knight is an alumni of the University of Oregon. He ran track there obviously the owner of Nike, founder of Nike, he probably has donated over a billion dollars to the University of Oregon building their athletic facility. Uh, at one point on our tour, Andy said, and I don't know if this is true or not, but like Andy said, yeah, there's only like 10 people that actually know the amount of money that Phil Knight wrote checks for, for the University of Oregon, uh, because that's how epic they wanted to make their facilities because Eugene is in kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like you have to fly to Portland and then an hour South. So for these NFL, the best talent for uh, college football is found in like the South, like Alabama, Texas, Florida. And there's so many great schools there. Why would a kid from Alabama want to go to Oregon if he can just go to Auburn or Alabama? Like why would you do that? So Phil Knight just made the sickest facility ever. Go on YouTube, go on Google, check it out, and there's tours all over the place. Rick and I had a scheduled tour at 11 o'clock with, like, Andy, and we, we had zero faith in Andy, just like we had zero faith in that chick from Uni University of Oregon or Oregon State. We were like, let's do our own tour. Decked out in gear, we go to the stadium. We're like, all right, we got to get into the stadium. Like, we got to check out the stadium. It's Friday morning. Nobody's there. And we see one security guard. There's a security guard. Rick and I remember it like it was yesterday. Big black dude, Afro, aviators, looking real intimidating, mean mugging every human being that walks by. Students walking by the gate. And this is it. This is the guy. This is the gatekeeper right here. And Rick and I are like hanging out by the bushes. We're trying to look nonchalant. We're just like, okay, how do we get into this stadium? How do we get in here? And uh, all of a sudden, after probably hanging out for 10 or 15 minutes, there's a golf cart with a um, trailer hitch and a trailer, like a mini trailer attached to it that probably has like football helmets or equipment or whatever. And this security guard opens up the gate 
and and the gate slowly opens it's an automatic gate slowly opens and rick and i look at ourselves and we go this is it this is our shot let's get in behind that trailer and this is some james bond 007 type shit we scurry scurry not a sprint but a, a brisk walk maybe almost a jog to get behind this this 10-foot trailer and we get behind this trailer and basically lightly jog on the side of the trailer to keep up with it so that this security guard can't see us walking next to the the, <laughs> the, the trailer and we get in the gates close right behind us now we're in the stadium we're in the premises, but the security guard is still there, and we're walking slowly. We're walking kind of fast, actually, a little bit of a jog with this trailer until we get out of sight around the bend, and then we can finally breathe for a minute, and we're like, all right. I remember we looked at each other, Rick, and we go, all right, where do we go now? <laughs> we're in the stadium. What do we do? <laughs> we crack the code. We go around the side of the stadium, and there are you know minimum wage workers there. And they're hosing down the steps to the stadium to make them nice and ready for the game day tomorrow on Saturday. And if I had to ballpark it, Rick, I think there was only us two and maybe 20 other people in this massive, massive 80,000 person, beautiful stadium. Yeah, if that, if that. And we saw these people spraying down the uh, steps and like, we weren't really intimidated by them, but we were like, you know what, let's not go that way. Let's not even try to have a conversation with them. And then you found a stairwell and we darted up this stairwell going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we did our typical maneuver. We tried opening every door we saw to see, to gain access. And the university of Oregon stepped it up. Every door was locked. We had no shot. We kept going up. We kept going up. We kept going up until finally the top tier was open and we were able to go into, I believe it was the press box, went in the press box and then took some photos there. And we were like, this is pretty epic. And this stadium guys, you got to Google it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Like I don't even know how much money went into it, like an insane amount. And the way that it's designed, the sun is coming up. It's beautiful. It's like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, you know, dew's coming off the turf. Uh, oh man, it was just so magical. We get out of the press box. We go to the top of the stadium uh, seats and it's set up kind of like a bowl and you can walk all the way down. So Rick and I were like, you know what? Rick actually did this, not me. He goes, let's get on the O. Let's go out to midfield and get a picture on the O. We didn't sneak into the stadium to just take photos from aerial footages, aerial spots. Let's go to the O. We go down, we, we find a gate to get onto the field. And just, this is the key. With a lot of confidence, you just have to act like you own the place. We walk right out onto the O. We start taking pictures. There's a picture of Rick just lying on the O like a model, you know, like a, like a, like a lingerie model or something on the O, like just, just basking in it. And we take, I don't know, maybe like five, 10 photos. And then we're like, all right, where else can we take photos? And they had a ton of really cool um, wraps going around the, the, the end zones in the stadium. So we went to all these different wraps and took photos of those. And we saw 
there were two guys on ladders over by the field goal post, by the home, uh, by the entrance to the, to the field. And it was a televised game. So they had sky cams that were being set up. This was Fox's crew setting up sky cams for the game. And both Rick and I were pretty nervous when we saw them. We were like, oh, shoot, like, we don't want to get in trouble. Um, but here's the thing. you got to act with a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger. Act like you're supposed to be there. And that's, half the, that's more than half the battle. Just having that confidence and engaging in conversation first. We walk right up to them, beeline it to them, and we ask them to take a photo of us. We go, hey, do you mind taking a photo of me and my brother? And these guys are like, yeah, sure, no problem. And we start taking photos, and the guys are like, oh, how'd you end up on the field? We go, oh, we just know somebody. We're able to get here. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And maybe just hang out with him for like 30, 60 seconds. Uh, after we're done with our conversation, Rick and I are trying to figure out, like, you know, what could we do? And we see the locker room entrance. So we went over to the locker rooms. I think one of the guys actually said, yo, go into the locker rooms. Check out the locker rooms. And, uh, and that's what we did. We walked right into the locker rooms. And we got these pictures of us drawing up plays. There's pictures of me and Rick at the University of Oregon football stadium on the day before the game, drawing up random ass plays on the whiteboard. The coach probably came in the next day prepping for the game and just going, that play doesn't even make any sense. What is that? The annexation of Puerto Rico? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then We've pretty much been there for about 45 minutes to an hour doing our thing, soaking it all up. And we wanted to check out more of the facility. So Rick and I decided to leave. And again, we had to leave outside where the one security guard was, the one that we scurried past with the trailer. So we just did the exact same. We said, same thing, screw it. Walk right up to them, a lot of confidence, initiate conversation. And most people don't say anything. They just assume you're supposed to be there. Uh, So we walk up, guy looks at us coming up the tunnel. It's just me and Rick walking up the tunnel to leave. And this guy's eyeing us up. And Rick just goes, hey, how you doing? Have a good day, man. And the guy just goes, yeah, you too. And he opens up the gate for us. And we skip out of there. And we didn't go see Andy just yet. Rick, where did we go? Did you have any Rob, thoughts on did you have any thoughts on the stadium tour? Anything you, you want to add? I don't have anything I want to add. You nailed it. That's exactly what it was like. It was a beautiful morning and uh, just one we'll always have in the memory banks and the stadium is one of the best stadiums in college football, no doubt about it. But what we were about to walk into, I don't think we realized or had the idea that what we were about to walk into was going to be the greatest athletic facility across the country. You said it earlier, Phil Knight donates an undisclosed amount of money to the University of Oregon to help their athletic programs. They actually call Phil Knight Uncle Phil around the University of Oregon. Uncle Phil! He's like an uncle that everybody loves. And... So here we are, an hour or two still ahead of schedule for when we're meeting up with Andy for our guided tour. And you and I, we wanted to do some more exploration, kind of like Lewis and Clark out across to the West Coast. Here we are, we walk up to 
a beautiful structure. It was their head athletic area. And it included their dining hall. And here we are, we walk in. I mean, Rob, the tile, if I recall correctly, was imported from Europe. Everything about it was first class, this beautiful charcoal, black tone to everything. It was sharp, Rob. It was fantastic. And you and I walked in and we approached this front sign-in check-in area that was set up for the baseball team, if I recall correctly. All of the baseball players, because, you know, we kind of look athletic. We look like we're college athletes. I mean, at the time, we weren't too far removed from football and and, ba and soccer here in New Jersey. So, um, you know, we were in that age demographic. We walk up and we wrote our names down like the other guys in front of us and behind us were doing, as if we were players on the University of Oregon baseball team. Rick, let me interrupt you there because I do remember that. We were in awe of this facility. They had like a wall of a TV, like massive TV going with a ticker with all the sports. Uh, it was unreal, unreal. Best athletic facility I've ever seen in my entire life. And you're right. We sign in to this sign-in sheet and you went ahead of me and in my head I go, what the fuck is he going to do? What is he going to do? Like, what name is he possibly going to write? And you just made up some name Johnson or something like that. And then your signature was some random scribble. And then I go, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing. <laughs> and like just made up a name and then just scribbled in some stuff. And we just go, hey, have a good one. And we go and head over to, and, and you know, the baseball team was in there, but the sports are so big at these universities that not everybody knows everybody. So it's not like a small D1 campus. It's a massive Division I campus. Uh, not everybody knows everybody. Um, and especially with recruits coming in all the time, like it's easy to blend in. Totally. And we had our University of Oregon swag on. So here we were, we looked like we were perhaps athletes and players. Like you said, there's over a thousand probably student athletes at the University of Oregon. So we're in, baby. We're in. And you know what? We were also pretty hungry. And there was a lot of food. There was one killer breakfast buffet. I'm talking omelets, eggs, uh, pancakes, French toast, fruit as long as you could imagine. Just the, it was endless. Uh, they had Gatorades, Powerades. Actually, they call it Duck Aid at, yeah. Yeah. at the University of Oregon. <laughs> I was like, when we were in there and just seeing the facilities, and I played Division One soccer. I played at a small Division One school in North Jersey, and my school looked like a straight-up, like, elementary school cafeteria compared to what this was this was like the ritz carlton of of sports but they they also made it really fun like the mirrors like how detailed they were when i went to the bathroom to go wash my hands the mirrors weren't just these clear mirrors they were actually like frosted with like the duck logo and like the duck like punching and like pow and like it's kind of cartoonish stuff going on and i was like the attention to detail was so insane. 
And then the, if you remember, Rick, when we were in line to get the omelets at the omelet station, <laughs> um, they had the entire Pac-12 lit up in neon lights. Like they had the, you know, Cal Bears, the UCLA Bruins, they had Arizona, uh, you know, uh, Sun Devils. They had all these logos there and they were all lit up like neon and it said menu and it's it had whoever they were playing that week like was on the menu it said on the menu uh asu sun devils or you know utah utes and it was just so funny and hilarious they did such a great job it was it was just remarkable the attention to detail the gatorade machine that uh you would walk up to had warning signs on it rob and it said warning this decade is known to cause complete domination. And it was like in fine print that you really had to look deep at. So these guys that created the University of Oregon athletic facilities, um, just the brilliance and creativity is on full display. We quickly realized why Division I high caliber NFL type talent find themselves in Eugene, Oregon every fall because these facilities are immaculate. It's true. And we're going to get into it in a little bit. And our listeners, guys, strap your seatbelts in. We're not even like halfway done with our story. This is insane. We have to give it the credit that it deserves and really go into depth to really give you guys the living, breathing story. Um, University of Oregon just sets the bar for uniforms, for college football uniforms. Eugene, University of Oregon, it's just insane. The combinations, they come out with these sick jerseys, like everyone's like, wow, that's a badass jersey. And some of the jerseys are so ugly that they're cool. Like, you're just like, what? Like, and, you know, having Nike in your back pocket, I think they have like, what was what's the stat on it? Is it is it like thousands of different combinations? You know how, how do you know the stat, Rick? Like the between the socks, the gloves, the helmet, the the short, the the uh, the bottoms, the tops. What is the c- total combination? Over the years, it's got to be in the thousands. These guys are just each game, like you said, coming out with new uniforms, helmets. It's so cool to watch. It's part of like almost like your Saturday ritual when watching college football is what is Oregon wearing today? So here we are. Um, We're Rick, let me interrupt you. 500 uniform combinations. The Oregon oh. Ducks football program is known for their jaw dropping style when it comes to outfitting their players with more than 500 uniform combinations the brains at nike are bound to make a mistake in there somewhere um so they there's this is an article focusing on some of the mistakes but it's insane 500 combinations most teams just have three options it's true it's very cool rob let's let's continue because we could be on uniforms all day yeah so uh, you know, we do a couple. We do a couple more stops. We stop into the weight room. We actually got booted from there. Guy goes, "Who are you guys with?" and kicked us out. Um, we go to the practice facilities, and just like the University of uh, or Oregon State University with the different combinations, 
University of Oregon just had it on another level. They had like 10 different fields, you know, indoor facilities, crazy stuff. They had just like, I, I remember seeing they had multiple tubs where you could walk into after you were done with like a workout. You, you literally get in what's like a conveyor belt. belt. Instead of sitting in the tub with ice as a player, you literally walk in with your entire uniform and walk through this tub and everybody walks through this tub. <laughs> um, and then uh, that was unreal to see that. And, you know, we put little faith in Andy, but we met up with Andy and holy smokes, Rick, he knocked our socks off with this. Uh, tell the listeners where we went and what the details were, because this was hands down the best um, tour. It was the best tour, and shame on us for not giving Andy the credit he deserved going into it. We just figured maybe some intern or low-level athletic department staff personnel would give us 20 minutes, and that would be the end of it, kind of like Oregon State just the day before. However, Andy rocked our world because he was now about to show us the locked-up vault that is Oregon Duck Nation. We went into their football facilities where the players and coaches live and breathe 24-7. We were in their meeting rooms. We were in their press rooms. We were in their gaming center where the pool tables, the foosball tables, the arcade games, the Xboxes, all that fun stuff, which, by the way, was decked out in yellow and green logos everywhere, was just so cool. It was awesome to see how these guys get treated and the way that they can chill together after practice or before practice. It was really impressive. And one of the things that stood out to me, Rob, well, there were several things, but one in particular was the way that they recognized their former players that are now playing professionally in the NFL. They have these suspending from the air green custom-made ducks, and they are just strung together like a work of fine art, and it represents all of the different players that have gone on to play in the NFL, to get drafted, and um, it was really cool. I think if I recall correctly, there was one golden duck, and that was Marcus Mariota, who won the Heisman Trophy just a year or two before you and I took our tour and trip out there. And then what they did for Marcus Mariota was they went another step above probably anybody else, because I've been to other college facilities that have had Heisman trophies on display. And they, they do a great job around the country recognizing the Heisman trophy winner, which is like the MVP highest award you can get in college football. So what they did was it was, the trophy was on display on the first level, kind of like where you walk in. I mean, that's like the prized possession. And it is on a display. And there's several other displays of that same height that are oddly shaped and um, distinctively in the vicinity of the Heisman Trophy display. But at the ground level, it doesn't appear to be in any particular order. 
However, from the second floor balcony, if you look over and then look downward at where the Heisman Trophy display is located, it looks exactly like the islands of Hawaii. And that is what was so cool, the attention to detail, Marcus Mariota having been from Hawaii, winning the Heisman Trophy, they created this such a perfect personalized display. I, I just will always remember that, Rob, and I know you will too. Oh yeah, 100%. And uh, I'll just add a couple of things, then let's roll into game time because uh, that's a epic story as well. Uh, the two things that I remember from the uh, from Andy's tour that were insane, like he took us all over the place. He brought us into this a hundred person um like you know auditorium maybe 150 person auditorium and it's where the whole team gathers um to go over you know who they're playing that next week and the attention to detail here was so crazy because they acoustically designed this uh room for the coach to be standing at the floor at the base and then it goes up, you know, 30, 40 rows. And they acoustically designed it so that the coach doesn't have to yell and he can just speak in a normal tone of voice. And you could hear perfectly what the coach is saying from all the way at the top. Like, and then they have this like, you know, a massive, like, I don't even know how big, like 20 or 30 foot drop down projection screen that they could watch. They have movie nights there for the team. Uh, uh, like every 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 like weekend, which is cool. And then when the players get interviewed, they get brought to this separate room after the game when they get their interview. And it's this beautiful table. Um, and the chairs, all of the chairs are made out of the same material that Ferrari leather is made out of. So it's these crazy comfortable chairs with this like duck spreaded spread winged emblem behind them and it's just so badass <laughs> rob you and i are doing a great job articulating the details of this place but it really doesn't do it justice it is just breathtaking it's something that we recommend all of you listeners out there do is go visit eugene oregon see this for yourselves rob we got special treatment from andy as well because we were straight up with him. And that's one of the things that I think we do a great job of being, Rob. And that's just straight with people when the time calls for it. And Andy asked us at one point on the tour, he said, hey, where are you guys sitting tomorrow? And we said, hey, we bought dirt cheap, nosebleed tickets. We just wanted to be in the environment, enjoy the atmosphere. And we were happy to be there. But if there's anything you can do, Andy, we would love to maybe spend some time with you or just get in some better seats because we do have nosebleeds. And Rob, he said, I'll see what I can do. No guarantees, but uh, let's meet up tomorrow, Saturday, hours before game time. And, and maybe, who knows, maybe I might have something for you guys. Rick, I'll never forget it. I was sharing the story with a friend the other day because we were going to talk about this today. I still remember Andy goes, meet me here tomorrow. The game was at like five o'clock. We'll call it five o'clock, uh, you know, Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern. And he's like, 
meet me here like around like one and then I'll see what I can do. And he gave us the shooter McGavin uh, guns and backpedaled away after we dabbed up. We dabbed up and then he goes, see you guys tomorrow. And we were like, oh shit, we don't know what he's going to give us, but we're excited. And yeah, let's, let's fast forward to that, to that moment. You know, that night we went to Oregon state, had a blast. You know, I'm not going to lie, Rick, it was a little bit, uh, going, going to Oregon state was a little bit of a bummer after seeing Oregon set up. (laughs) Um, you know, it was like the redheaded stepchild down at Oregon state, to be honest. (laughs) Um, once you see both of them, you want to say something? (laughs) I just, you're totally spot on. And like you said, that tour we just got of Oregon University, Ducks, everything, was Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Friday night, we went to Corvallis to see Oregon State Beavers take on the Stanford Cardinals. And then Saturday morning, we drove back to Eugene because it was game day. We had to see Andy around one-ish. And lo and behold, we show up. You know, we're, it's now game day couple hours before the gates open up the buzz the electricity is in the air primetime matchup two ranked pac-12 teams couldn't have asked for a better scenario on a picture perfect fall evening and so you and i meet up with andy and he draped us as if we were being knighted with lanyard credentials what up everybody Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Thick, laminated lanyard credentials that gave us all access to the suites at the University of Oregon, Rob. I couldn't believe it. I was expecting, you know, maybe a little bit of an upgraded ticket selection, but these, Rob, were above and beyond. Yeah, he got us into uh, the, uh, the suite, this massive suite at, um, at the University of Oregon. But here's the thing that you listeners are probably picking up on. If you ever give the Brothers Brandt a laminated credential, you bet your ass we're going to be rocking that till, till, till the cows come home. We're going to have that on display. It's going to look legit as hell. We're going to be milking it. Even though it says we only have access to one spot in the stadium, we're going to pretend like it's all access to the entire stadium. And it said all access on it, but it just had small words, the suites. <laughs> um, so, so we get these lanyards. And we do our typical brothers brand thing. You know, we don't, we, we enjoy the tailgating, but as soon as those gates open, you bet your ass we're going right in. And we went right in as soon as the gates open and we didn't know where to go. We were trying to figure it out. 
Luckily, on Friday, the night before, we learned that the student section is a free-for-all. So, uh, you know, prior to the game, we were Googling where the student section is because we wanted to get there. We wanted to get front row. And that's what we did. We, we walked all the way around the stadium because we wanted to take it all in uh, during a game day atmosphere. And then we made our way to the student section and we went right down to the first, second row. But I will note that the first and the second row were already taken up by about 30 students. There were already a bunch of students there, which Rick and I was impressed with. We were like, wow, that's impressive. Like, you know, they're already here. They're ready to go. Let's just go sit behind them. And we end up sitting, you know, third row behind these students hanging out. And uh, two of the students, very outgoing guys, uh, you know, uh, Jason Gilliam and Ryan Bath, wherever you are, I hope you're listening. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the University of Oregon because these two students, they were fraternity brothers and presidents of their fraternity, super outgoing. We start chopping it up. And they're like, do you go to the University of Oregon? And we're like, no, no. And he's like, yeah, we're seniors. Uh, we would have recognized you because we come to every game. So we would have definitely recognized you guys. And we explained we're on this epic 10 games, uh, 10 days sport road trip and told him how we went to Oregon State, told him how we did it before in the Midwest, how we went to the Super Bowl, telling him all these crazy stories, told him how we snuck into Super Bowl media day and interviewed Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and uh, you know, no Sean, uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch and Pete Carroll. And these guys, their jaws were dropped. They were like, oh my gosh, we're talking to some legends over here. And uh, they uh, op opened up their seating and said, no, you guys got to sit front row for a duck game. And they moved me and Rick to the front row and they go, yeah, you guys are good. You guys are cool to hang with us all night. Um, sometimes uh, people come by and ask for your tickets, but we'll make sure that you guys are good. Um, we're like, all right, great. And the, uh, the stadium's starting to fill in a little bit, maybe like an hour till game time. And being in this area with Jason and Ryan was so clutch because we got some in insider information. Uh, when you're in the student section, there's uh, girls with headphones that come by that work for the University of Oregon. And their job is to find outgoing, fun, energetic students that want to participate in TV timeouts, halftime shows, uh, you know, end of the quarters and all that, all these different uh, fun activities of fan engagement on the field. And uh, Ryan was saying, yeah, I've participated in a couple of things. I did a pull-up contest one time. It was hilarious. Uh, so we knew this was going to happen. And lo and behold, these two blonde girls come over, or this one blonde girl comes over with her headset on, and she, she's standing right next to me and Rick, like an hour till game time. And uh, she goes, hey, would anybody like to volunteer? And as soon as she was done with the volunteer, I just had my hand up in her face going, right here, right here, right here. Yes, 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 me, me and him, me and him. And she just goes, uh, she was startled because she didn't even finish her sentence. I, full disclosure, no idea what I was signing up for. No idea, but didn't give a shit. It could be whatever. And she goes, to so anyone want to volunteer to uh, be a part of the hamster ball competition at halftime? And she and I was just like, yeah, thousand percent. She goes, who do you want to do it with? And I grab Rick and I go, this guy right here, we're brothers from New Jersey doing this sports road trip. And she's like, awesome, sweet. You guys are in. Let me write your names down. And 
she's like, I'm going to come back here after the, uh, after the second quarter, like uh, toward, almost towards halftime. So like, you know, second quarter's winding down. I'm going to come back here with like five minutes to go. And then we're going to get you guys down onto the field. And ladies and gentlemen, this place was packed. 80,000 people, you know, nationally televised game. Utah was ranked number 18 in the country. University of Oregon was number 13 in the country. High aspirations, national championship aspirations for this game. So everybody's eyes were glued on this halftime show. <laughs> and we, uh, the game, uh, the game script was not leaning towards the, uh, towards Oregon. They were down a bunch by halftime. Uh, and this is where things got interesting. Rick, do you want to jump in here or do you want me to roll with this? You're doing a hell of a job, Rob. I'll pick up with it. Feel free to interject at any moment. But listen, you're about to get one of the all-time greatest stories, if this hasn't been it already. So here we are. They call us down. We hop on down. We're now on the field. Action is happening. Several minutes to go still in the first half. And they're escorting us towards the tunnel where the players run out of at the beginning of the game. Oh, by the way, where we came through the day before on our self-guided tour. So we were already familiar with the proximities, if you will. And Rob, there just, just so happened to be a University of Oregon Duck legend. Do you remember the quarterback that happened to be standing on the field that you and I got a chance to throw the O's up with? Yes, legendary University of Oregon quarterback Joey Harrington. He actually made the O famous. After some of his touchdown passes, he would throw the O up, and that's what everybody does after they score a touchdown or a big play happens, they throw the O up. So we took a picture with Joey Harrington. He played for the Detroit Lions for you know probably five or six years um, after his college career. And uh, we threw the O up with him. And then uh, we got an awesome picture with some smoking hot cheerleaders uh, next to the field goal post, which was fun and great. Uh, and then, uh, Rick, do you remember how there was this, how the one girl that we talked to picked us? And she was a senior. So she was like, like, we got to know her. She was a senior. She's like, yeah, I've been doing this forever. And she was like the head honcho for the pe for picking people out, which worked in our favor, ladies and gentlemen, because there was another girl with a headset on that also picked two girls from the crowd as well. So we had a little bit of a dilemma here. This, this one girl uh, who picked us, and then there was another girl who picked two other girls. And, and, and I leaned in and I, and you know, you had to take charge. We, we were so close. We weren't going to have it ripped away. You know, normally Rick and I, you know, ladies first, you know, beauty for before beast, you know, we're very, you know, chivalrous guys. However, in this moment, I do not care. I went to this girl and I said, you're a senior, right? You call the shots here. You picked us. We're on this epic sports road trip, 10 games, 10 days. We got to do the hamster ball. Let's have those other girls do some other competition at the end of this. And she just goes, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I am the senior. I call the shots here. I call the shots. It's a little bit of a pep talk for this girl. And she goes over to the other girl and goes, no, 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 no. These two girls are doing another event. We're going to figure it out. We're going to do another thing at the end of the game or third quarter. They have the slot for that. These guys have the hamster ball competition. And I was like, that's my girl. 
yes, let's go. So we get ushered to the tunnel, which we're familiar with. We get in. I've never been in a hamster ball. Rick, have you ever been in a hamster ball before? Rob, you've known me for a long time, but I have not been scurrying off and hopping into hamster balls on my free time. So this also was my first hamster ball. So we're going to throw some pictures up on the gram and the story. And, uh, you know, it's just going to give a lot of context to what's going on here. They basically took a plastic see-through, you know, um, uh, like inflatable, like raft kind of thing. But it was like, you know, obviously a ball it was inflatable and it was see-through. Uh, and they, they, they zipped us up in there. And I'm like kind of claustrophobic. I don't know if you were too, Rick, but I was claustrophobic because it was hard to breathe in there. Rob, and they, Rob. They, let me stop, Rob, let me stop you right there. When they asked us if we wanted to do us do this, there was two questions they said. They said, are you claustrophobic? And you and I both said, no, 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 we're good, we're good. And then the other question they asked us was, are you guys drunk? Because you have a lot of energy. And we were like, no, this is how we are all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We did not have any alcohol at that game at all, whatsoever. Um, and so we get in these inflatable balls and they literally take a leaf blower to inflate it. And here we are, we, we're in these hamster balls and they escort us out to the field and you hear over the PA system, I'll never forget it, 80 person, 80,000 person stadium packed to the gills. Ryan and, and Jason are dying laughing with us on the field because they just met us. And somewhere in the stadium, Andy is hearing our names being yelled across the uh, loudspeaker saying, please welcome from the state of New Jersey on an epic sports road trip, these two brothers, Rick and Rob Brandt. They will be competing in the hamster ball competition. These two gentlemen are going to start on their respective side of the end zones and end zone and go out to the 35 yard line and circle around the duck and head back to that same end zone that they, that they both started in. And whoever wins will be the proud winner of a $1,400 uh, gift card to Eugene Auto Center. Eugene Auto Center is the sponsor for this event. So, you know, now we're in the bubble and it's getting crazy. And Rick and I are like, yo, let's have some fun. Let's rock each other. Let's bump each other at that 35 yard line. So the gun sounds, we start taking off. How hard was it to run in that thing, Rick? It was challenging. It was not uh, that easy to run in. It was like you were trying your hardest, but you really weren't going that far or that fast. So it took a good amount of effort. We got out to the 35. We crossed around the Oregon Duck mascot as we were instructed to head back towards the end zone. And at that point, though, you and I, like we said, agreed on a little bumper boats, if you will. And we started just ramming each other, which I could hear the crowd laughing. I heard 80,000 people crying, laughing, slapping their knees as you and I bounced around because the bubbles would hit each other. And then we would reverberate off the bubbles. And there were times where you and I just hit the deck, fell inside our bubbles. 
Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. I remember it. We came across, and as soon as we came across, like, everybody in the stands was probably like, they're going to hit each other. They're going to hit each other. And that was our plan. We just rocked each other. We both fell down. The duck got involved. The freaking duck got involved, started pushing you. And then I pushed the duck and (laughs) the duck fell and he got up. And now we're on our way back. And, and I think we might've hit each other one more time. Like we were messing around and then we were like, and then I hit the duck. I pushed the duck because he was pushing you. And we start running back to the goal line and it's a, it's a neck and neck, you know, tie. It's, it's coming down to the wire, you know, 25, 20, 15, 10, five. And as I was running, I, I kept feeling some, some gravity just pulling me towards the sideline or pushing me towards the sideline. And I was like, what is going on? I'm running straight. I'm running straight. I'm not drunk. I'm running straight. And I look back and it's the Oregon duck is trying to push me out of bounds and trying to have me lose this. So I'm not having any of it. Instead of keep going with the momentum, I stop, lower a shoulder into the duck. The duck eats it. And then I continue to run and try to make a dive to the end zone. But you've already passed the goal line and we're the proud winner of the, uh, of the, um, uh, you know, the $1,400 gift certificate. And I'm exhausted. I'm on the verge of passing out. You're on the verge of passing out. We get these, we get these uh, balls off of us, these inflatables off of us. The crowd is still laughing. And you and I both look to try to find the duck to introduce ourselves and get a picture. But the duck is deep in the tunnel with security around him protecting his identity because the duck has his head off. So you could see who was the actual duck. They usually like to keep their mascots, uh, you know, protected with their identity. But you could see who the duck was. And he was on like almost hands and knees, gasping for air, maybe even throwing up a little bit because he wasn't expecting how rough for things to get. Rob, he, he was wheezing and moaning at the same time. He was absolutely exhausted. It was already an exhilarating event. <laughs> and, and you just went like stone cold Steve Austin on him. And I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. And I don't think our listeners would believe these stories that we're telling. But we have the documented images to prove it all. And seeing the video and the photos of this duck face planning is just absolute pure gold and yeah i won by a step i won by a step rob not by much (laughs) and they said over the loudspeakers i would i was the recipient of the fourteen hundred dollar gift card for replacement tires brand new (laughs) tires at the eugene auto center which oh by the way we have a rental car I am never going to be back in Eugene, Oregon after this game ends. What am I going to do now with $1,400 of credit towards new tires? Well, Rob and listeners, we put that $1,400 to good use because as a thank you for having given us an outstanding tour the day before, along with hooking us up with these all-you-can-access passes into the suites, We met up with Andy not too long after, 
I think it was in the third quarter, and we gave him the gift card. He was over the moon, appreciative of it. I hope Andy thereafter had some brand new tires and was coasting around Eugene in some great traction on those <laughs> roads because they can get wintery. And and because I and I Rob, oh gone. I was just going to say he deserved it. We had a great time. After that ended, we met back up with our boys in the student section. We laughed. We laughed. We laughed some more. And then we said our goodbyes. But we've stayed in touch with those fellas over the years. They've been doing great things both in Oregon and around the country. That was the most memorable fan experience I've ever had. It was so much fun doing it with you. What else you got for the listeners before we get on out of this podcast? You know, you can't script that. Yeah, it's, it's like, I feel like that's only going to happen once in your lifetime and you got to enjoy the moment. Unreal. Uh, I, you know, I'm just going to add a little bit to Andy, uh, meeting up with Andy, and then also just talk about the game and just wrap that up super quick. Uh, and then we're out of here. But uh, it was so funny. We were texting Andy the whole game saying, yo, man, we're going to be on the field. Like we're on the field for the, uh, for the uh, halftime show. And he didn't believe us. He was like, yeah, haha, All right. And then we came back to your cell phone uh, after we got back from being on the field. And he said, yo, let's meet up. And we met up at the suites. And if you can picture this, we're coming up an escalator uh, and we walk out this escalator into the, into the suites and Andy's walking right at us and he's shaking his head just like, how the hell did you guys get onto the halftime show? And we're dying laughing. We told him how it happened and we gave him the gift card, but it was just so funny. I'll remember, I'll remember the double guns from Andy. And I'll also remember him shaking his head just in disbelief of how we got onto the field. Um, and, you know, Rick, after we met up with Andy, that was actually the third quarter, like uh, middle to end of third quarter. And, uh, uh, you know, we don't like leaving games early. But there was really no reason to stay at this game, despite the, the matchup going into it, 13 versus 18. The University of Utah Utes just came there on a mission. They were winning 27 to 13 at halftime. So kind of reasonable, but they just put on the absolute turbo jets in the third quarter, racking up 28 unanswered points. And we, we both agreed. You know, we don't leave games early, but we have a huge road trip ahead of us. Eight more games left. Let's get out of here. The final score was 62 to 20. Uh, University of Utah won. So, unfortunately, we're 0-2 on our sports road trip. Both home teams have lost, uh, but we had a blast in Eugene, Oregon. And uh, we're excited to head up to Seattle to go see the Seattle Seahawks take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, and uh, that about wraps it up for episode 43. But wow, what a good one. Hey, listen, I couldn't be more excited to get up to Seattle, Rob, and enjoy that home opener of the Seahawks. But it was absolutely special being in Eugene, spending time in Oregon. We will forever remember that. Ladies and gentlemen, for all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.